the careers podcast with the information you need to take the next step mr beresford english <laughs> you you may well wonder you probably are why i've started this way nick but mr beresford was a, a teacher who was remarkable in my um, upper school this is when it's three tier so mr beresford will put sunglasses on He'd step out of the ground floor window to the outside, to this area of undergrowth, and read as T.S. Eliot from that place in sunglasses. And he was an amazing teacher. The advert is true. They make such a difference. You know, they inspire. What, what about your time at school? Some great memories of great teachers. One particularly stands out, and I won't ask you, John, how many years since... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. ..since you were being taught by Mr Beresford. But isn't it incredible, the, the enduring memory and impact? For me, Mrs Ozzell's geography, all through high school, so from age 11 up to... And I did geography A-level, so right the way through to 18. Not eccentric, and I had some eccentric teachers that stood out, but just incredibly interested in the world, in us Mm. as students, always felt like she really cared about our learning, our future. And we just happened to do that in the context of a geography lesson. And no surprise then that I chose geography at at GCSE option, then went on to do geography at A-level and actually did a a geography and sports science degree. So I continued geography and and massively because of her influence. So Mrs. Ozzels and Mr. Beresford, we bow. And there's just a connection, isn't there, that happens sometimes. It's the fuel, isn't it, for that particular intellectual and career fire. And I think we all, you know, think about this, Nick, we all maybe have this thought from time to time that our jobs, our careers can have an impact and leave a mark, a sort of legacy. But teaching as a profession, it transforms lives and and it shapes so much. Yes, I'm so pleased that we've got a teacher on to interview in this episode of the Careers Podcast because it's a phenomenally important career that everybody should consider. Not not everybody will go that way, but but think about it because you can bring life skills into into the classroom uh, and teachers can plan to be teachers from the beginning of their career. They can do other things and then go into teaching later on. Uh, and, and yeah, the, the variety, the interaction with people, I, I think it's a, a brilliant one for us to profile. And the self-fulfillment, which is such an important part of any job, really, of any career, the self-fulfillment part would be incredible, I'm sure, for being a teacher. Yes, I'm thinking about teachers that I know now as friends. And without exception, (laughs) there's passion, there's fulfillment in the job, there's challenges and there's headaches, and more so now than ever with all that teachers are are handling in the middle of a global pandemic and and being really on the front line there. But teachers I know, they they love their jobs. The essence of of working with young people Mm. and shaping their lives, communicating knowledge, helping people to learn. And and I think that's that's always inspired me. And it's always been, and if I'm honest, is still slightly there in the back of my mind. Maybe that's that's somewhere I might go in the future. But but certainly I I did... uh, Work experience when I was uh, doing my GCSEs, I did it as a teaching assistant. I went into a classroom in my career as recently as about three or four weeks ago with delivering Making of a Champion, the young people's development program that is connected to the the careers podcast and and the work we do with LMI, was in a a school teaching 
some sixth formers and love that environment mm. and, and love the, the life, the vibrancy, the questioning, the, the potential, the possibilities mm. and the challenges that's, that you get from young people as well. That's, that's interesting. I'm, I'm going to start calling you sir from now on. Not that I shouldn't yeah. anyway, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I, I was a governor of a school uh, yeah. when I lived in Coventry and would occasionally would have a staff badge and walk around the school and, and somebody would say, morning, sir. And I'd look around to see who are they talking to? <laughs> no, it's me. <laughs> Excellent. I'd better behave. I've got responsibility. Skill set. There are different styles of teacher and teaching, aren't there? So it allows for, for individuality, which I think is great. So, you know, if you're not a, a loud, exuberant person that almost likes the stage, there, there could still be a place for you in teaching quite easily. Absolutely. And the, uh, the example I've given, Mrs Ozzles, she wasn't a larger-than-life character that you'd say was an extrovert, a performer... And, and some of my teachers were, and, and some of them were, were very good. Caring about the, the subject, interested in the subject, interested in, in, in the students. In essence, a teacher is a leader, a leader of the classroom, a leader within that context. And, and lots of studies around leadership show that some of the best leaders, the most effective ones, aren't the largest characters. They're consistent, they are uh, reliable, they are good communicators. Inside View. Let's hear about the things that you need to have in your locker to be a teacher. James Bowen began as a primary school teacher and then rose to the role of head teacher. When I finished at university, I actually went and worked in the world of investment banking for two years. And it was at that point where I kind of I stopped and thought, what do I really want to do? My entire family are all teachers or in education one way or another. And I'd been sort of, I, I was brought up surrounded by education. My mum was actually a teacher at the secondary school I went to, so I was kind of steeped in it and I think I was always drawn back to that. It did feel uh, like a calling if you like, um, but I'm pleased to say uh, not for one second did I regret making that move. One of the things with, with teaching, it is all about communication, it's about having high levels of emotional intelligence, I, I would say, and, and without trying to blow my own trumpet, they were, they was, were, t were two things I thought that I could do, actually. Two of, two of my strengths were, were around that. So, yeah, it was, it was a very different skill set, and you had to kind of learn explaining something to a seven-year-old and taking into account the world of a seven-year-old and everything that, that's going on in their lives. It, it's, it's a hugely different skill to working... Um, in the kind of world of business, if you like, in the world of industry. So yeah, I think I would, I would definitely sort of stress that, that side of communication, being able to communicate with pupils, with parents, with other staff. I think that's really at the heart of it. There was the kind of the human skills and then the technical skills and kind of harness the two, really. One a great piece of advice I remember my dad said to me once, he said, don't forget you're the adults. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, don't don't be surprised. You know, young children are meant to push boundaries. They're meant to, they're meant to test you. You're the professional. You're the adult in all this. Someone said to me, "I don't forget the kids who need you the most will appear to deserve it the least." And and of course, the the reality is, James, that that men are relatively thin on the ground in in primary schools, particularly. Just just how pointed did that feel for you? You know, when it was you at the sharp end. Yeah, completely. And of course, you know, the younger the, the age group of the child, the kind of less men there are in the profession. You go into the early years and, and there's tiny numbers of men. And yes, you do notice it. You know, I'm 
I'd be lying if I said I didn't. When I was on my teacher training course, you know, there were a little band of of us men, and it was, you know, I, I can't remember. I'm, I'm guessing at numbers here, but of the 120 odd people who were training, there was sort of eight or nine of us that were men. So you you kind of you couldn't help but notice it. Do you know what? There's that there's that really deeply entrenched sort of stigma around it all. I think to a certain extent, the kind of the caring professions and and I think kind of people rightly or wrongly put primary school teachers into that there's this kind of preconceived notion that men don't tend to do that and I think that's probably also true of nursing isn't it you know and and we know that what you see when you're growing up and what you experience has a huge impact on the career you choose if if every male in your family has been a, a carpenter or a doctor or whatever whatever it is you tend to see those as the kind of job somebody like you might do. You know, we are seeing some signs of progress, but those deep entrenched preconceptions take a, take a lot of time to overcome, I think. And I think one of the things people will need by the bucket full at the moment is resilience. Yes, yeah, so coming back from knockbacks that you'll, you'll get. And then all, all, all the other ones that have always been there, as I said, in terms of that kind of the emotional intelligence, um, that you need the communication skills that you need patience if I'm honest <laughs> um, you know th- there are times where where you, your patience is tested and you, you've got to be able to respond to that and I tell you what is absolutely amazing now the kids who I taught in that very first class are all now grown up and in and in the world of work themselves and I have had moments because I still live relatively close to that school of 25-year-olds, 26-year-olds coming up to me when I've been in a restaurant or a pub saying, hello, Mr. Bowen, how are you? I remember I remember that lesson we had back in. And there are very few careers where you get that, I think. The money thing. A newly qualified teacher will earn anywhere between 25 and £32,000 a year, depending, of course, on where they're based. A salary of between £44,000 and £125,000 is what you'll receive as a head teacher. again, depending partly on location. The Prospects Well, it's possible to shape your teaching career in a number of ways. You could become a head of year or a head of department. Becoming what's called a leading practitioner might be one option for you in your career path, and this is where you share skills with other teachers. All right, well, look, I, I want to test out the theory. that this, this, should, this should illustrate perfectly how much a great teacher, an inspirational teacher, leaves their mark. Your geography teacher, what, what is, if you could just select, you know, highlight a thing, one thing, Nick, that you carry still to this day that you just haven't forgotten because she taught it to you? It would be around interest in the world and what's happening in the world. My interest was kindled in human geography, so geography breaks down to physical geography, the rocks and the rivers and the mountains and and the weather and those sorts of things. I I got absolutely fascinated by human geography, people and places and and social and economic things. And and I I relate that back to to Mrs. Ozzels and the conversations we used to have in the classroom about the world and what was happening in the world and why it was happening. That fascinates me still today. addicted to 
news channels at times when there are major <laughs> events happening just to understand and see different perspectives on things that kind of thing yeah. so that would be the one major lasting legacy that's that's wonderful that really just shows you their unbridled yeah. power my, for, for me i've got to say it my head is still still to this day full of english lit quotes because because that was mr Beresford's subject english literature so the trouble is you get used to people even their trivialities become indispensable there you are. Yeah, you, you, can have, yes. you can have that one. Apply that way you will. Not quite sure what use it will be, but there we are. Yes, I, I occasionally impress with uh, rolling out a Shakespeare quote that was uh, pinned to the back of the toilet door when I was uh, having to learn those things. <laughs> Worth noting as well, Nick, these are very uh, interesting and exciting times for, for the programme, for Making of a Champion. Yes, certainly. We've been putting a lot of work in, rewritten the programme, new examples, new biographies of, of inspirational people that we think are really worthwhile studying, learning, learning a bit about, who did all kinds of different things with their lives that, that can then be helpful to enable people to think, and, and particularly young people listening to this podcast, where's my place? Where might I fit? What kind of adventures can I have in my life? And that's certainly something core to the whole making of a champion ideal is that live life with a sense of adventure there's there's opportunity there's possibility uh, go exploring so a whole new edition of the making of a champion program that will be uh, coming out in january so we'll say more about that then you can find out about that at the website which is lmi-uk.com uh, we've got one of the online making of a champion foundations workshops it's a 90-minute workshop it's free to attend for those that either work with young people or young people themselves and that's where we explore some of the foundations that we use in our leadership work but apply to everyone at every age in every situation and we cover those those three magic questions what do you love doing what are you good at what do you care about that's on the 20th of january so a bit of a a, a coming forward um, if you're listening to this after the 20th of January, then there'll be another day on the website. You can go and have a look then. And we are, of course, as a podcast available on all the major uh, sites and podcatchers, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a whole heap of others. I'd like, uh, if I can, to extend our thanks to, well, more people than normal this time. It's just it's just normally you and the guest, Nick. But uh, we need to say thanks, obviously, to James, James Bowen, for giving us this uh, you know, fantastic and engaging, compelling insight into becoming and being a teacher. And also... I think a nod to Mr. Bursford and Mrs. Ozzles too. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Nick, nice to catch up. We'll speak soon. Take care. Great. Thank you, John. The Careers Podcast. With the information you need to take the next step.